This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon. It's one o'clock on uh, Saturday. Oh, you lose track of what day it is. Hope you're all keeping well and keeping safe. My name is Phil. This is the Leicester City Fan Zone Show. I'm going to be joined very, very shortly by the one and only Brian Dean, who used to play for Leicester City. Well, back, I believe, played at Filbert Street and also the Walker Stadium and has got some very famous stats connected with him. But this is your chance to ask Brian whatever questions you want to ask him. I'll get through a few hellos to start with. Good afternoon to Sean. Hope you're well, Sean. What question would you like to ask Brian when he comes on very shortly? Andrew is watching. What would you like to ask him, Andrew? Same to you, Matty Bond. Welcome to the show. Josh is watching Sports on YouTube. Uh, We are live on YouTube, Facebook, uh, the Facebook group and Twitter and Periscope. So welcome to you on all those channels. Good afternoon to Tom. Hope you're well. Keeping safe as that baby come yet, Tom. Get your questions in, Tom, to Brian, Dean. Let us know what you'd like to ask him about his time at Leicester City. So this is your Fan Zone show. Get your views in, get your comments in. So, yes, welcome to the show. Brian Dean is going to be here very shortly. Now, let's bring Jamie, the very only Jamie from the Fox's Arms in. Jamie, how are you? Afternoon all. How the devil are we? Good, Can I good. just start by saying something? Does everyone know what day it is today? <laughs> what April the 18th means in Leicester's career? Go on then. This tell shirt us. should tell everyone. 11 years ago today, we got promoted from League One in 2009. That's the best way to start this show. What a so- stat that is. So in 11 years, we've gone from League One, as we all know, right up to the heady heights of winning the Premier League title, Jamie. We certainly have, pal. We certainly have. Anyway, Jamie, get get introducing Brian Dean. Tell us all about him. Right. Brian Dean, big striker. We signed him from um, Middlesbrough in November of 01 for £250,000, which, which wasn't a lot really back then. Uh, he played 56 games for us and he scored 19 goals. He was here for just over two years 
Uh, and he actually scored the first goal at the Walker Stadium stroke King Power, whatever you want to call it. And he got a two against Watford. Uh, he had stints in Portugal and Australia. And also, his big claim to fame is he scored the first ever goal in the Premiership. I think 92, I think it was, 28 years ago that was, Phil. That's a long time ago. Wow. So, lots and lots of interesting things we can talk to Brian about. But like we always say, get your views in, get your comments in. We'll ask Brian exactly what you want to do. But here he is. Let's welcome Brian Dean to Leicester Fun TV. <coughs> Hi, Brian. How you doing? How you doing, yeah. guys? All right? Hi, Brian. How are you? Are you good? Cool. Yeah, good. Good. Brian, so thanks so much for joining us today. Um, let's sure. let's start off with, obviously, we're going to dip backwards and forwards in time, but you were the first first goal scored at what was the Walker Stadium, is now the King Power Stadium. That's We talked to Matt Piper just a few days ago about uh, him, him scoring the last goal at Filbert Street. I think that's a massive claim to fame, really, to score the first goal at the Walker Stadium. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, John Stewart will beg to differ because he scored in a meaningless <laughs> friendly. But um, yeah, the, 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 the first goals that actually meant something to the club in terms of points. Yeah, that was me, and it was a fantastic day. To be honest, we we had it was such a stressful time for the for the squad because. As everybody knows, uh, the the club, uh, the NTL deal had um, gone south, and you know we we just didn't know what was going on. Um, the, the stadium was magnificent, and uh, as as we're gearing up for that day, you know everything was just up in the air. So we, wow, who who lives on um, Silverstone? <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so going into the game, um, you know, we knew the importance of of the whole thing, but we were determined um, not to not to let anything spoil spoil that season for us. Mm. Talk us. Do you remember much about the game and the goal itself, Brian? Yeah, I scored twice. I can't remember which goal was which. Um, I think gosh. the first one was a header by. It, oh. Uh, I should have done my. The first one was. I should have done my homework. Was from Nicky Summerby's um, cross. I think it was from a there? Nicky Summerby cross. The first one. Hello. Hi. Can you hear us, Hello? Brian? Hello. Can you hear us? We see Brian. It seems like you can't hear us, Brian. Can you hear us? I'm going to let Brian. I'm going to. I know you can't hear us, but it sounds like you just dropped out there. We lost you, and then you might need to log back in. So let, I'm just going to take Brian out and see if he can click back on the link, Jamie. Can while yeah. um, can you message Brian briefly and ask him to do that? Is that possible? While I just get some of the fans' comments on screen. Yeah, I'll do that now. Um, let's. Ross says question for Brian: What was the best club he ever played for? Uh, Andrew says, did the financial state of Leicester filter down into the dressing room? Were the players concerned in any way? Um, Matthew is saying it was really tricky times. So keep getting your questions come in. Uh, John Sinke, hi Sinke, thanks for watching, is saying his first goal at Leicester was a header. Um, log back in Tino says, great, yeah, we are, we're Jamie is working frantically in the background, aren't you Jamie, to sort this out? I'm, I'm uh, trying to. 
try yeah. to. So I'm sure Brian will join us very shortly. Bill Wright is saying, nice to see you, Brian. Uh, Aggie is saying, scored the first Premier League goal in history. Yes. Now here is Brian, are you back with us? I'm back. Sorry, guys. He's oh, back. That's oh, that's don't, what it was. Don't do that to us. Live, live, live TV, isn't it? You, know, you can't beat it. Guys. <laughs> Social yeah. distancing is his best. All of uh, that. Um, yeah. So, Brian. So, yeah, God, God, I was going to say, one, one of the fans has just asked you, that financial crisis crisis that was going on at Leicester, did it yeah. at the time, what, did it filter down into the dressing rooms? Was it a big concern <laughs> or were you just, or how was it? Yeah, oh God, yeah, I mean, it was huge because we were being asked to take deferrals. Um, we were being told that the club might go into liquidation if we didn't. Um, you know, and, and but we also looked at it and we thought, look, all the issues have come about because we're out of the top tier now. Uh, and we knew as a collective group that it, a lot of it was on our shoulders. We had a mature squad and um, we felt that we could bounce straight back up. And, and that is one of the best changing rooms I've ever been in. You know, the, the, everybody just pulled together, you know, whether it was, you know, the likes of the older players like myself, Matty, Jerry, Cinco, or whether people like Jordan Stewart, Stephen Oakes, um, you know, Ian Walker, Muzzy. You know, Muzzy was great because Muzzy, you know, Muzzy had opportunities to go, I think. But he stuck around and, um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a special changing room, to be honest. It was very much, I mean, Mickey was a great coach and Corky, the staff were brilliant. Um, but, the, you know, a lot of the things were player-led in terms of, you know, we, there were some big characters in that changing room. Jamie? Just a bit. Yes. I was going to go back just just a, few, a couple of years before you signed for us. Well, it might have been a few years before you signed for us. You yeah. came to Filbert Street with Sheffield United and you absolutely ran as ragged with Tony Agana. And I think yeah. it was 5 2. And I think five you got. Did you, win the league? did you win the league that year? Or did we run us up? I can't remember. We were runners up to Leeds. We actually. Um, Leeds beat us on. Um, Goal difference, believe it or not, we oh. we lost we lost five nil to West Ham away and lost four nil to Leeds away as well. And if we'd have, you know, if we'd have lost those games, but just by the odd goal, we'd have been champions. So it was, yeah, it was it was just great to get up. To be honest, that was at Filbert Street. Sorry, Jamie, I was going to say, was that the game where Sheffield United have had like a luminous green away kit? Correct. Was that yeah, the year? Yeah. Because I, I remember that because there yeah. was United Chef United fans everywhere in that luminous green yeah. kit, and they did. Yeah, they you lot run us ragged that day. Did yeah, him and was, Tony Agana, uh, bloody hell. <laughs> there was uh, the fans. Um, the fans came in fancy dress and everything, and it was a real party atmosphere. You speak to a lot of Sheffield United fans, and that's one of the happiest days of their lives. They'll tell you, you know. Um, but yeah, the game itself was. I mean, the goal I scored was ridiculous because it was like a real. It was like head tennis in the um, in in the Leicester yeah. goal mouth, and then you know I managed to get the last touch. And, but um, what a day! It was fantastic. Hey, they all count, no matter which part of the body they come off. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Also, Dave Bassett. You played for Dave Bassett at Sheffield United, didn't you? Yeah. Was he one of the reasons you signed for Leicester? Because he was in charge at Leicester when you when you signed for us. Was he a big influence on your career throughout throughout your early part? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, when um, 
when Leicester, sorry, when when Steve McLaren came at Middlesbrough, we kind of didn't really get on. Well, not that we didn't get on, but he made it quite clear straight away that I wasn't in his plans. And um, there was a few clubs coming in for me to try and get me out on loan. I think West Brom was one, for example. But I, I didn't, um, I didn't want to go. I, f- I felt like I wanted to stay in the Premier League. Um, and uh, I knew Leicester were struggling at the bottom, but I really felt that it was perhaps a good move, you know, a good opportunity to go and, and be part of something, be part of a fight. Um, so, so yeah, D- Dave was the manager at the time. I'd had some great times with Harry at uh, Sheffield United and it was a no-brainer for me um, to, to come down to Leicester. I could tell as soon as I came down there that I was... I was going to enjoy myself straight, just off the end ward. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, also Gray's just asked a question. Can you see that one, Phil? Can you put it up? Gray Richardson. He says, what's the best club? I think you might have actually answered it at the minute. What's the best club he's played for and, it, and his best achievement in football? Uh, oh, God. It, it's difficult because... It, it depends how you quantify achievements. Um, best club, again, you know what? What are you? What are you actually wanting to achieve? I mean, I played for some big clubs. I played for some small clubs. Um, you know, my my time, I think, at, at Sheffield United was, you know, I I, I think that's above everything else because I was a young kid coming into the club at twenty yeah. and achieved you know, two back-to-back promotions. In the first two years, I scored 56 goals to get us to the, what is now the Premier League as well. So that, that was, that was just playing for the love of the game. Um, obviously I went to Leeds, I'd, had a good, good career there. You know, at, at the beginning it was, it was quite difficult, but once, once I got the first situation out of the way and Leeds was my hometown club, um, went to Portugal, which, you know, I played for the biggest club yeah, in Portugal. Benfica, wasn't it? Yeah, Benfica, yeah. 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 Not there Scott's too long, Brian? Portugal. No, I didn't because you know, I was there for a year. Um, the thing was, when I went out there, my, my plan was to stay abroad for as long as I could. Um, but, you know, when um, after a year, they, they, they got an offer from Middlesbrough. And there were a few internal problems at the club at the time. And, it was kind of getting in the way of the enjoyment, you know, that there was, you know, the, the president, you know, is a bit of a, I don't know, is, is it what is a nefarious character? And <laughs> he, he, he uh, you know, he caused a few issues. And I think I'd got to the point where, you know, you're playing in front of 60, 70,000 people every week at home. Um, and those internal, those internal, problems were seeping into the squad and affecting us you know if you don't score within the first 20 minutes when you're playing for Benfica all the white handkerchiefs come out and yeah. um yeah yeah oh yeah and, the and old above the, you, yeah yeah and and all the um all the stuff that was going on off the pitch you know that the, the players were being put in a terrible position and i and i just thought you know if I, i've had enough of this you know, yeah. you know, when 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 Middlesbrough came in, I was I was happy to leave. I was I was unhappy because I was sad. I wanted to stay abroad. I wanted to try and have, you know, quite a few years abroad, really, because uh, I could always come back to England. Um, but you know, I just thought 
that's it. I, I need to get back and I need some I need some structure. Uh, Brian, I've got a question here from Andy Medhurst. He's, he wants to ask you, <laughs> when you were at Leicester, who yeah. did you room with on away days? And I'm going to add to that. Have you got any juicy stories you can tell us about away <laughs> trips? I, I think we might know one story, Phil. Is it? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. From Alan Rogers? Yeah. Uh, is it the what? Well, hang on. I'm, you can't talk about it on here. Is it when we lost 6-0? <laughs> No, no, no. It was six nil. It was a it was a preseason game over a game of cards. All right, yeah. Well, my roommate <laughs> was uh, my roommate was uh, James Scowcroft, and um, yeah, I mean, look, the whole incident with the card game was was quite sad, really, you know. And um, I don't think anybody came out of it with any, uh, you know, with any stars and stripes, but. Um, Again, it it was one of those things that we had to deal with in that in that season where we got um, where we were now in the championship. Um, it, you know, it, the, yeah. Uh, Tough time. Talk about it, basically. Brian, yeah. here's yeah. another question for you from Neil. Um, he's saying, "I bet you've got some tales about Jerry Taggart." But uh, the real question from Bill Wright hey, is Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. The, the, we used to call him the Kurgan from Lurgan. <laughs> great Bill, guy, great guy. Bill Wright says, would you like to be playing for, for a club like Leicester now with the tie owners and, and how everything's going? Oh, without doubt. I, I think for me, one of the, you, you know, you, obviously you, there's like the top four or five clubs. Um, but in terms of if I, if I had the choice, if I had the choice... Um, of a of a career at a um, at one of the clubs now, given everything with the ge- geographical, the manager, um, everything, I'd say Leicester would be one of the one of the ones that I'd want to play for. You know, you got the new stadium; um, it's central in in the country. I, I just just uh, you know, I've been down there a couple of times. I just like that everything about Leicester. I think it's a uh, you know, it's it's a great setup. It's you know middle of the country, um, but the football that I've seen played as well is is fantastic. Great place. Oh. I'm not I'm not just saying that because I'm on here now. By no, you know, I'm just being honest. It's best. It's best too though with all these Leicester fans watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of Leicester fans. Well, We've had another fan join us. Here's Lee Chapman's join us. Kurgan Hi, from Chapman. Lurgan. I love that Kurgan. Oh, you finished work, have you now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We won't talk about that. That's chaos today. How are you? Do you know? <laughs> How are you doing? You all right? Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I got a question for you. Um, what did you uh, What did you make of Leicester winning the Premier League in 2016? What did you make of that season? I tell you what. I wish I had five grand on it. <laughs> you know, we all. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. I was because I was managing then. I was out in Norway and I was um, I was managing in the Tipper League at the time. And and I'm watching this thing and I'm, but you know what? I started because obviously you start to analyse things and a lot of the clubs were in transition at the time. Um, and I, and I just uh, we always say as players, you know, if you can get on a run, if you can get that consistency, and. Leicester were just, they just had everything right. I mean, you look at the structure and how it look. I'm, I, look, this is just me on the outside um, mm. looking in and I'm looking and the, the plan was brilliant because 
what they did was it seemed like you'd, they'd let teams go down, they'd let teams freedom out wide, cross the ball in, um, and then you've got your big players. You had Wes Morgan, you had Robert Huth, very solid Oof. players in that, in, that, in, in that midfield area. And then, um, you know, you're then playing on the counter-attack. So you've got Danny Drinkwater getting onto the ball and he's finding Jamie Vardy. And a lot of club, you know, it seemed to me that Leicester conceded possession to, to it was like a bit of a rope dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> <laughs> do you know where the, the teams got lured into false security and then they just got hit on the break? And it was, it was brilliant to watch. And you know what? It, it's, you know, instead of watching all of these, you know, it's, it's like a procession most years. You know, and it was just, it was just really exciting. You know, you had Mares on one wing, you had Albrighton on the other. Um, yeah, it was, it was great to watch and what I saw. Brian, uh, it was Steve, for us. Stephen has asked you a question here, which sort of ties into that, and I'm going to add to it. He says, "Would you have liked to have played with Jamie Vardy?" And then I'm going to turn that into who was your favourite partner? Because you, you often, you were from that time where you were part of a two a lot of the time up top, which is less yeah. common now which a lot of fans still would like to see two up top. But So would you like to play with Jamie Vardy and who was your favourite sort of partners that you played with? I'll I t- I tell you why I'd like to have played with Jamie Vardy because um, it, it, it's one of them where when you're in a two, you know, sometimes if one's not scoring, then the other one has to be. You know, mm, and, if, yeah. and, if, and if the other one's scoring, then it gives you more situations. You know, you're under less pressure because somebody's scoring. Um, so, um, yeah, I'd have loved to have played with him because it would have, it would have, it, it might have worked little man, big man. But, you know, I saw some stats the other day and I actually created 41, I had 41 assists. Um, yeah. You know, at, at the top level, you know, so people would Decent. look at me. Yeah, people might look at me and say, well, you know, um, you know, a lot of those were like flick-ons. But no, I, I used to find myself in wide positions a lot because that was a lot of my game early on. You know, I like to take people on and run at people. It was only as I got older that, um, you know, I had to stay more central. But I, I enjoyed the, you know, I, I one season I scored 60 goals with Tony Agana. Me and him scored 30 goals each. Yeah. And that was because we, we complemented each other in a, in a similar way to Jamie Vardy would, would have done with Tony. Um, so that that would work. Um, I played in a three with Tony Aboa, and he was a phenomenal striker. Wow, yeah, he, wow. Was, he was, wasn't it? Yes, uh, some wow. sensational goals. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you I, still I see them, don't you? They still play them to this day. Those goals. Yeah. Oh, that long range one he scored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I played with Alan Boxic at Middlesbrough, who was again yeah. a frightening, a frightening player. Uh, played with Nuno Gomez. Uh, wow. When I was out in Portugal. Yeah. Um, you know, like I say, so, and, and also, like you say, I played with Tony, I played with Dickie uh, wow. down at Leicester. So, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate to play with some fantastic strikers. And it, I think really it'd be unfair. I mean, I did that 11 to 1, and I, and I think I didn't even pick myself because, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of them where I, that's a team that I enjoy <laughs> playing with, those players, you know, so I found a space for them all. It was it was nice when Tony Abola put me in his one to eleven though. But but yeah, on a serious note, like you know, it's it's you know, there's too many too many different 
good things that I had with those guys to say I prefer playing with him or him. Jamie Vardy, I think anybody would want to play with Jamie Vardy. And again, I'm not just saying that. His attributes are frightening. Um, for, for you know, if you're playing on that side with somebody with those attributes, it's fantastic for the manager to be able to rely on somebody like that. I got a good question for you here from uh, Andrew. Um, he, he's put, "What was it like walking out for the very first time in the Premier League? Because obviously the football was changing, wasn't it, at that point? And obviously you got the first goal as well in the Premier League. What was yeah. it like to to start, you know, a new, I suppose, a new face of football in a way?" Yeah, you know, a lot was made of it and everybody remembers all of the adverts on TV and it's a whole new yeah. board game. You had a, a yeah. ball game and you had all the guys in the jacuzzi and, you know, they picked one player <laughs> from the institution and all that, you know. Um, <laughs> That's Sky for you. <clears throat> yeah, we, we knew there was something different. And, and that, as you say, at, the, to, at that time, um, teams relied on the centre-forwards to score the goals. Yes. So it wasn't like you weren't getting somebody running from midfield scoring 25 goals or whatever. It was, who's your centre-forward? It was like when you're at school, and it was like, who's the cock of your school like? You know what I mean? Was, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 um, so, yeah, I, and I, I, I had a record where I was every, the first, when, from the time I went to Sheffield United, I scored on every first day of the season. Uh, we we also knew that it was probably a good time to be playing Manchester United. So everything was set up for us. It was, yeah, and, and you could see there was different. I think every club had a new shirt, so it just signified the whole a whole new start. It was it was frightening. It was it was a great time to be a footballer. Yeah, you know Jamie, go you. On. Uh, Go on. I'll just Andrew's just asked about his because you went into management, didn't you, about four or five yeah. years ago, yeah. and you went to Norway, didn't you? And you're you're yeah. you were assistant to a big Leicester fan there, weren't you, Ian um, Ian Birchnell, wasn't it? No, he was my assistant. Oh, he was your assistant. Sorry, I yeah. put that the wrong way around. Yeah, he did. And <laughs> are you? Yeah, that's the one. And I are, are yeah. you are you still in the management game, or are you still are you doing it and? How, how, yeah, how why, did it work yeah. over in Norway? Because Norway's so different. And why did you go Norway? Was was the particular reason you went so, Norway? So, so Norway was um, for me. It's like you know, people talk <clears> a lot <throat> over here about they want to do this and they want to get into management. And you know, I, I I'm one of the guys who's been abroad and played abroad. And I felt that if I was ever going to get a, a, an opportunity to manage, it would have to be abroad. Um, and, um, you know, I know, he, you know, I'd known Ian for a few years and he had some connections. I had, I had some connections through, um, a friend of mine, Jan Agafiotov, who was oh, actually, oh, yeah, good striker. Jan, Jan as well. Yeah. We played together. <clears throat> so, um, I got in touch with an agent and, uh, had a, had a chat with him and said, listen, I'd really like an opportunity. If you see any opportunities in management in Norway, um, can you let me know? And he came back with this this small club called Sarpsborg, who um, who had uh, you know they just got promoted, and the, the manager they decided that they wanted a change, and um, so so I went through the interview, and and you know we spoke about what their values were, what they wanted, um, and it came round that you know I fitted the bill, and you know saw myself and Ian. Ian came out as my assistant and um, yeah, we had two good years out there. It was, it was a lot of fun, learning a lot about 
football and a lot about myself as well because <clears throat> it's only when you go into that um, that hot seat you you kind of you're you're well out of your comfort zone you know and and um, it's a sink or swim situation so I learned I learned a lot about me as a person as well um, which has stood me in good stead I think for for life uh, yeah. if, any, if anybody yeah if, any, yeah. if anybody tell and the, and the other thing is if anybody tells you that football management is easy then you know it's, it's not Brian didn't you uh, have a little dabble into uh, owning a club as well I'm sure I've seen somewhere that you owned a club at one point yeah so so I've <clears throat> I've spent uh, some time out in Kosovo and um but myself and my, and my partner on that, we we do some facilitation work. So that they, you know, if anybody knows anything about um, Kosovo, it's a small country. Um, had a conflict maybe twenty odd years ago, and um, but they they they're looking for inward investment. And one of the con- connections that I had they, they is a company that uh, they specialise in um, energy solutions. So <clears throat> I spent a lot of time out there making introductions and so on. Um, so they do things like city heating systems for municipalities yeah. and things like that. And obviously people know that I played football, you know, and before you know it, you're, you're being introduced to people. We actually went out there with a team and we wanted to put an infrastructure in place in, uh, in a club, um, which, you know, is, is a very good model. Uh, based on uh, player trading and all the rest of it to generate income, um, so that's that's where that was. Um, the 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 pro- problem was it's not really. I, I think you can go into things with a with with a futuristic idea, and it and it worked really well because it had all the models, you know, where you can, you know, you you bring in players. It's a lot of clubs do it, but they don't. Um, you know, when you hear about teams with, you know, somebody's got a club here and they've got a club there, you know, it's about developing your own players and moving them on. And this was built upon that. But, um, it, it, you know, it wasn't for everybody over there. And so it's it's kind of one of those where we've just kind of gone, you know, it, you know, we're, we're still friends with the people there. But, you know, I, for me, I, I haven't got that um, that passion to be involved at that level, yeah. you know, I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for for me, you know, in terms of football knowledge, you know, if I'm going to get involved in a project, it has to be able to take advantage of whatever I've learned over the last thirty years. Yeah. yeah, Brian, we've got time for one more question, fans' question, which I've got here. Um, Brian, can I ask you? Can I ask you? Can you tell us which football team you actually support, and then? Yeah. And then take that into how do you think the Premier League and the Championship should sort of be finished off this season? What's your views on how it should all end? So, Right. So so I get asked this a lot because obviously being from Leeds, but having a significant following from Sheffield, um, yeah. people always ask me, you know, oh, come on, Brian, who's your favourite team? Yeah. I'm like, Here we go again. I, I'll be honest with you, I, I support all the clubs that I played for. Yes, yeah, as simple fair. as that. You know, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't. I when I was when I was a kid growing up, I never used to go watch games because I was always playing. Playing, yeah. You know, so um, I, if I was watching teams, it was from the television. And yeah. I, you know, the only teams that I really supported as a kid was um, 
Arsenal in the 70s because they got to three cup finals and my yes. brother brought a shirt. And the other one was yeah. West Brom because of Civil Regis. And, yes. Um, oh, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he, was, he was like a guy who Big I inspiration, bought. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cracking so, so, player. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so, so I never really... You know, if I see Sheffield United's results, I'm always... You know, if I see Leicester's results, I'm like, yes, Middlesbrough, West Ham, um, Sunderland, you know, Benfica, you know, they all mean something to me because I've been part of that association and that's the truth. You know? So, Brian, but, you, you've, you've got some teams there you've played for who are near the tops of the leagues, like Leeds, Sheffield United, obviously, in the Premier League, Leicester. Yeah. You've got some teams <clears throat> struggling at West Ham, maybe a little bit. Um, well, how do you think we should finish off the league this season? I think um, realistically, the, the the league has to be finished. That's my view. Um, yeah. You. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you, you know, you you have to finish the league uh, because people don't realise the ramifications of not finishing the league. There's sponsorships. There's all of these things yeah. where you can you can be cut. You can come into dispute if somebody's paid all their money up front for a sponsorship deal, and then you know they don't get what they play what they've paid for then you know it impacts for the next year and so on and so on so I think that where we need to get to is we need to get to a point where the the season's played if it has to be played behind closed doors I know people say it's about the fans but how are we going to manage that when we're talking about social distancing now we have to get to a point where we can we can close down the league we can finish the league let the players play behind closed doors you know, a lot of people don't realise, but this social distancing and, and will be causing a lot of mental health problems for footballers. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Football, f- footballers are like, um, you know, we're like, it's like, uh, it's like gladiators, you know, <laughs> if I can, if I can, yeah. uh, what? Yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> That's my phone. Sorry. Sorry. Fine, fine. Yes, um, I agree. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jamie, that's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> no, it isn't, is it? I'm sure no. people do it on purpose. Yeah, it's um, you know, and and they need their release as well. So um, you know, it's like in Gladiator, if they're not fighting, they you know they're going stir crazy. So mm. um, the players need to get back out there. I'm sure they want to, you know. It, it, so, so we need to try and you know, there's a lot of scaremongering going on. I know the oh, finances. Yes. The finances at the moment are at a very delicately balanced situation, and we we just, I think we just need to look very positive. We try to try and look forward and look with a lot of positivity, and 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 play this thing through as a team. Every everybody has a role to play here. Well, Brian, I, think that's a, oh, okay. I was going to say, chappers, I think yeah. we need to wrap it yeah, up yeah, now. But uh, Brian, I think that's that's a great way to end the show with those views and comments. I think yeah. you know. Fans, fans don't think about it like that sometimes, but I think most fans just want to get this season finished, even if it's behind closed doors. We'll be able to watch it on TV or stream it, and it'll be yeah, it'll be a absolutely. bit hopefully something to look forward to with no fans, yeah. obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me say from all the Leicester fans, Brian Dean, it was a pleasure to watch you play for Leicester, and it's been yeah, a pleasure to have you on today. Pleasure, nice one, guys. Cheers, Brian. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, time. Brian. Thanks we'll see you time. soon. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Bye. 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 Well, thanks, guys. Thanks to Brian. And that was thanks a good interview. So- that yeah. was good. That was, a good that was fantastic set. to have another great Leicester City player on. And he, 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 he did- could talk all day. 
I know we could. could I know do. we could. I, I feel bad that could we do. have to wrap it up, but we can't take too much of Brian's time. And no. uh, thanks, Jamie, again for organising this. Cheers. You're, fi- Not you're a Mr. Fixer for Leicester Fan TV I'm st- now. I'm, st- still work- I'm still working on more. More to come. <laughs> Chappers, he just needs Shall to we- learn. He, ne- he needs to learn how to turn his bloody phone off, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, he does. He really does. I need my phone. I need my phone to read the comments and get comments on as well. You start putting you put it, on. Put it on silent. Right. Well, who's up no, next? I can't do that. I was mentioning. Right. Chris Campbell. We have got asked who's on. We next. have got we have got a rather big name on Monday night at half seven on the fan zone show. Oh. It is none other than you're waiting for it. It's none other than old Martin Allen, old mad dog himself. Wow. The ex Leicester yeah. manager, West Ham. He's crazy as well, isn't this. he? This will be absolutely fantastic, this will. You'll enjoy well, we'd it. We'd best You've brace ourselves so for that one. You've enjoyed it so far. This will be absolute. Some of the stories he's got to tell us are absolutely spot on. Wow. So We're going to have Monday. to really promo that. We oh, yeah. Monday, Chappers, you're joining us? 100%. Jamie, you'll Definitely. be with us. Oh, Tom, yeah. Tom will be with us, subject to not having had a second child. So, <laughs> well, this is Tom. Sure, gosh. Absolutely. So, he's guys, just enjoy, he just needs to enjoy the peace and quiet while he can. Yeah. I'm going to let let you guys go <laughs> while I wrap up the show, okay? Thanks again to Jamie from the Fox's Arms. Chappers, Cheers all. Been, been out there working like a hey, trooper how, as well. Oh, just, just people uh, that are watching, I'm doing something tonight, part of YouTube. Um, it's a 24-hour stream uh, via Arsenal Fan TV and uh, the United Stand. They're all they're all involved with YouTube uh, and we're raising funds for the NHS tonight. It starts from 6pm and finishes at 6 in the morning and then there's a break and then it goes back on till 6 at night on Sunday as well. So 24-hour stream. Um, join in. I'll put the links out all over socials later. Fantastic. Thanks, Chappers, for that. Uh, good luck with that. 24 hours on YouTube. God knows what uh, people will make of that. Right. I'm going <laughs> to let the guys... the morning, Jeff. I'm going <laughs> to let the guys go. Thanks again, guys, while I finish off. I just need to tell everybody who's been watching, obviously, thanks so much to Jamie and Chappers, um, that we've got multiple competitions on Leicester Fan TV to keep you entertained at the moment. Uh, I'm just going to put them on screen. We've got one which is to... Uh, you can win a Leicester City Classic shirt. Have a look at this. That's one thing you can win, obviously, over there. Thanks to our pals at ADT. We also have a pink shirt, so click over. Uh, that's thanks to the guys at Pink Vehicle Leasing. So we've got a green iron coupe shirt. We've also got a pink Leicester City Adidas shirt. And finally, from the guys at Everards, you can go over and win this. Got a mini keg of beer. So three prizes there. Go to www, of course, LeicesterFanTV.com. And all the content is over there on the website as well. So it just leaves me with a final thanks to say thank you to all your comments. Uh, Sean is asking how many people are going in the pool tomorrow. Don't forget, Jamie will be live at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Ken White says, well done. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ken, for your kind words. Stelios, how are you? Hope you're well. Says, that was great. Uh, Neil says, good show. Thank Thank you very much. Uh, Ross is saying get Callum Davidson on as a guest. That would be an interesting one. Uh, Andrew is saying, can we get a keeper on? I'll ask to Jamie and see if we can get a keeper on. Uh, Stephen Payne says, get Richard Smith on. Like that one. That was nice. Uh, and Link, Lisa Kev. 
It's trying to rate it's just Lisa and Kev, isn't it? Right, says, what a good bloke. That was Brian Dean. Yes, most of all, thanks to Brian Dean, of course, for joining us. Thanks to the sponsors, the guys who keep helping us out. They're all local businesses. You know them by now. Emergency Glazing Services. Bodie Hodges is a charity that we support, so go and follow them. Pink Vehicle Leasing, Everard's and their Tiger Beer, ADT Taxes, Peter's Pizzas, the Fox's Arms, which is Jamie's very own boozer that you can't go in at the moment, obviously, but as soon as the doors are open, go over there and then you've got hologram and harlow geek life so thanks to all those guys but most of all thanks to you lot for asking all those questions we tried to get as many as we could in there and for joining us on this week's fan zone show if you can like and share this retweet it do all those normal bits that would be great we'll see jamie tomorrow morning at 10 a.m and you'll see us at 7 30 on monday where we will have mad dog come join us for that one god knows what he's going to go on about see you later Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.